Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. And these are some of the Michigan Wolverines headlines from MLive.com this week. Typically, 140 ushers work a Michigan basketball game. In the season opener this week, there were two. Cardboard cutouts, you see, don't ask questions. Chrysler Center, which holds nearly 13,000 people, had a tiny fraction of that on Wednesday for the men's basketball opener. Fans, besides the photo cutouts, were not allowed inside. ESPN's announcers called the game remotely. Those at the scores table sat behind plexiglass. Everyone but the players and referees on the court wore masks and practiced social distancing. Crowd noise was pumped through the speakers throughout game action, enough to block out coaches' instructions and players' trash talk at least for the media members sitting in the upper bowl. Everything was strange, everything except the game itself. Michigan's opponent, Bowling Green, is predicted to win the Mid-American Conference. The Falcons hung around with Michigan, but were no match. Michigan won by 14. It was weird, but this much is certain. Weird college basketball is better than no college basketball. Two days after Michigan pulled off a come-from-behind win over Rutgers in triple overtime on the back of Cade McNamara, its head coach was not ready to name him the starter. Jim Harbaugh met with reporters at noon on Monday, his usual day and time for a game week, but intimated that a starting quarterback for Saturday's game against Penn State had not yet been communicated internally. And because his team did not know, he wasn't ready to share with the outside world. The way we had this all set up here, the timing of everything, I talked to the media before the players arrived for meetings, Harbaugh said. Yeah, we will not be making any dramatic announcements per usual at this press conference. Harbaugh also conducted a pair of subsequent interviews this week without naming a starting quarterback. But the decision not to say anything Monday afternoon leaves a jury out on who will start behind center for the Wolverines, even if the answer appears obvious. McNamara, redshirt freshman, was inserted into Saturday's 48-42 win over Rutgers late in the second quarter and led the Wolverines on a three-play 67-yard touchdown drive. He finished 27 of 36 for 260 yards and four touchdowns while running for a fifth. Joe Milton, who started the previous five games for Michigan, was 5 of 12 for 87 yards. Michigan's Eric All has his confidence back. The sophomore tight end nearly had as many dropped passes, four, then receptions, five, in his first three games of the season. But All has gone two games since without a drop and has six catches during that span, including four for 27 yards in last week's 48-42 triple overtime victory over Rutgers. Obviously, it was irritating dropping the ball, All told reporters. I don't even know why I was dropping it, but it was irritating because I knew how good of hands I had. I just felt like I just needed to trust myself. And once I found that trust in the Rutgers game, I felt confident. I felt like a new person took over me. I just felt like I had a a different energy and it just made me a better player for this team. There's a chance that the Michigan football team gets two of its starting offensive linemen back this weekend against Penn State. Tackles Ryan Hayes and Jalen Mayfield are back practicing this week and could be available for Saturday's game in Ann Arbor. Position coach Ed Warner told reporters on Wednesday, They're both practicing, so we're just seeing how quickly they can come back, Warner said. They're both out there doing practice reps, so it's good to see them out there. I won't say anything other than that, but they're not in the training room during practice. Warner added that Hayes and Mayfield, sidelined the last three games with undisclosed lower body injuries, are on the field 
in gear and working out. We're moving them along and they want to get back as quickly as they can, Warner said. So we'll see when that is. Both or one might be available Saturday. In their absence, Michigan has started redshirt freshman Carson Barnhart at left tackle, moved redshirt junior Andrew Stuber out to right tackle, and started true freshman Zach Zinter at right guard. Wolverines like Duncan Robinson, Karis LeVert, and Tim Hardaway Jr. are established in the NBA. They were among the nine former Michigan basketball players to suit up in the league last season. Several more are hoping to join them next season. Xavier Simpson and John Teske won drafted last week, but will have a chance to make a roster during training camp. Simpson signed with the defending champion Lakers. Teske inked a deal with the Orlando Magic. Their former teammate, Charles Matthews, missed all of last year as he recovered from an ACL tear. He signed with Cleveland. This week, Nick Stauskas, who last played for Michigan in 2014, and Derek Walton Jr., who left in 2017, signed training camp deals as well. Stauskas with the Milwaukee Bucks and Walton with the Philadelphia 76ers. Nine programs alum in the NBA is impressive. That number could be getting bigger. Read those stories and more on MLive.com slash Wolverines. <laughs>